Welcome to Mums on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. My podcast aims to inspire and support mums to develop a flexible, well-paid, successful career in the tech sector. On the show, we share top tips, insight and inspirational stories from women working in the sector, as well as also talking to employers who champion diversity and gender equality. In today's session, we're talking about creating a life you love by taking an inside look at how you can practically support women in the workplace to excel in their roles. I'm delighted to be joined by Katie Potter, part of the Salesforce Women's Network Leadership Team at Salesforce UK. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. It's fantastic to have you here. I spotted Kaylee on LinkedIn because she was delivering a quality and diversity session to new recruits at Salesforce. And I thought, what a fantastic idea to actually focus in on that. And dug down a little bit deeper to find out you were part of this women's network. Um, and didn't even know that existed in Salesforce. And I was like really intrigued about what's that about? What is it you do? How do you support women, I suppose, and why why and what are the benefits of it? So that's why I've invited Kaylee to the show today to just really explore the reasons about why quality and diversity are important to Salesforce, because it's one of their key values, and how they are supporting women in the workplace through the Women's Network and other initiatives as well, um, to really give you ideas and tips about how you can deliver things on the ground in your own workplaces and what works well. I think one of the things that Salesforce does, you know, is demonstrating that it's doing well is um, it consistently is winning awards being one of the best places to work and it's also been recognised as a top employer for mums which kind of gives it the whole badge around it's such an amazing place for women so I think obviously hearing from yourself Kaylee about you know what is it you're seeing feeling as a woman that works here yeah you know, is it real like what are the benefits so let's just kind of explore some of these areas with you today and kind of you can give your truth and opinion <laughs> about everything that goes on here so let's start with talking about you know what's the business case for this you know you you'd most businesses right want to see there's a business value there's loads of other reasons why you'd want to do it so it's the right thing to do but you know many businesses to sort of acknowledge it and sort of pay attention what is the reason for, for doing um you know for doing this these sorts of initiatives what is what are the reasons for investing in equality and diversity training and support and initiatives and think about who you recruit? Tell us a little bit more about why Salesforce is passionate about that. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, we all know now that a more diverse and inclusive workforce is more successful. We've seen many, many reports on it. If you have more women at board level and, and all the way down through the company, uh, they are more likely to be more profitable. Um, and who doesn't want that, right? Um, but actually, I was reading up recently, a McKinsey report was saying that although many businesses want to improve gender imbalance, that progress is stalling and that the real key change that we need to make is having concrete actions that you can take. And, um, you know, you say that Salesforce is doing is doing well in the space. And I think that's because they are taking these concrete actions um, and these steps to, to really move the needle on diversity. Um, so equality is... It's one of the core tenets of how we run our business. We have four key values um, that we, we put up in, in, in almost every presentation um, and we're really proud of and we stand behind. And, and equality is one of those four. So to have that as a, you know, a, a, an IT, Not a tech a company, and yeah. to say that equality is one of our is one of the four most important things that we stand for, I think is, is quite different. Um, and it's 
what I've found in my three and three and a half years now of working at Salesforce is it's not just lip service. Um, so I'm able to stand, you know, sit here today and talk with you about it because it's it's not just things that we say, but I actually see it in practice. So, yeah, we're focused on equal pay on equal rights, on equal opportunity um, and the environment. And we we publish our figures openly um, online about the number of women that we have in the business and, and you know, where we're aiming to get to with our diversity um, metrics. So that's on salesforce.com forward slash equality. Anybody can just go and go and have a look. Um, and as you mentioned, Heather, it's part of the day one enablement that we do. So every single person who comes and joins Salesforce, they will go through their orientation day. Um, so every, well, it's twice a month, we have our new hires in a room together. They'll get, you know, given their computers and all these practical things and told how to use their new Salesforce instance and, um, you know, where to make get the best coffee and all those useful things. Um, and also, you know, we take some time out of that day to talk about equality. Um, so... You know, just to give you a bit of background about myself, I've been at Salesforce now for yeah, over three and a half years, and I joined as a, um, you know, 30-year-old, like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, um, you know, like really focused salesperson who is just about, you know, going and smashing my career. And actually, over that time, I've become a mother, um, and I've come back to work. I've been back. Uh, about six months now as a working mum so I am still fairly new to this um, um, but I will say I I feel incredibly supported um, and that's and, the most important time yeah. those first six months where you like oh my gosh everything's changed yeah like you say you're like yeah. you know that's the point that you need that support and feel like it's not overwhelming to get back to work absolutely Absolutely. Um, and so one of the things that I did actually was um, I wanted to remind myself how to do public speaking, because I think it's it's yeah. almost like a muscle that needs to be exercised. And I think I felt most nervous about as well coming back. It's yeah. And, well, one of the first emails that I sent on, on coming back was to my women's network saying, great news, I'm back, I'm in, sign me up. Um, and they were like, brilliant, and and suggested that actually doing the equality talks on day one would be a really great way um, to go and remind myself on how to do public speaking. Um, because, you know, you've got a room full of brand new hires. They're not very critical. They're, you know, they're really, they're just so happy to be there. Um and it's a really lovely talk track um, that we take people through. But, um, yeah. So some of the business benefits, what, um, what, what are the different initiatives that are in place to support women? So obviously I mentioned um, the Salesforce Women's Network. Um, so that this is one of our employee resource groups that we have, um, or sometimes known as an equality group and we've got quite a few now I think we've got about 12 different um, equality groups here in the UK and the women's network was one of the first ones to be set up um, and I think you know it's been around going around for about eight years now if you think about technology sector about eight years ago it was really desperately needed um, yeah. and actually we find a lot of other industries also have women you know kind of underrepresented um and see the opportunity for setting up their own their own type of network um like this but there's there's not just the women's network um you know there's there's there is really good um parental leave here and the, you know they've they've really thought about that kind of returning to work transition so little extras like the first four weeks that we come back to work 
are four-day weeks, not five-day weeks. And that doesn't have to be paid out of your holiday or, or you're not at reduced rate. They just accept that those first four weeks back are really tough. Do you know what? Have 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 the Friday. And little little things like that, that just when you cu- you're coming back to it will make you feel appreciated and and it helps kind of ease you back in um I found was was really useful um and it's such and we do deserve I think to be encouraged and and supported in back when we come back to work because it's such a critical time um you have to leave your amazing baby at home well maybe maybe not everybody thinks they're (laughs) amazing after a few months (laughs) off but um definitely I found Mine, mine was nine months when I came back to work um, and it was such a lovely stage you know he's in a routine I felt like he was he was relatively easy he would be awake and joyful and then he would sleep um, so I you know it was it was a really lovely time and so to come back to work then and to be okay with leaving him you, you need to be coming back to something that is going to use your brain and that is rewarding and that is engaging and um you know that's why I think some of the work that you're doing with supermums and this you know idea of forging a career in the Salesforce ecosystem is is such a great opportunity for people because there's nothing worse I think than leaving your baby at home to be bored yeah. Like, why would you be sat at a desk and be bored? So if you're being like, an employee who doesn't support that, exactly. Of off X, Y, Z, yeah. Consideration, like it's it's hard, isn't it? And yeah. I think, um, you know, let's talk about some of the business benefits from that. I mean, it's fantastic to see how you know passionate and pleased you are, if you like, with what Salesforce offers you as a mum. So, you know, what what a what would you be saying to employers who perhaps haven't got anything like this in place or well, haven't thought about it? You know, what are the, the reasons for, for doing it from your own perspective, I suppose, as a mum as well? So hiring people is expensive, like getting good good people on board. Um, and that onboarding period, depending on what you're doing, can take, can take some time. And so to, to have somebody come back to work and not begrudge the role that they're coming back to and that they're leaving their baby behind, but to come back and feel, like I said, rewarded and engaged and challenged um, and supported, you know, it's it's so critical, I think, to get to get people back in the right frame of mind. Um, and that's very much what I found coming back and in, into the Salesforce ecosystem. You know, you're given kind of the flexibility to be able to do a good job in the hours that fit that fit work for you. Um, because ultimately, number one, like I want to be home in time for bath time. I, you know, that's my pro, that's my favourite bit of the day. Um, yeah. Yeah, getting that balance, and I think there's a little bit of perception, isn't there, sometimes that I think employees might think that women are distracted by having the kids, or like, yeah, they are leaving at four because they want to get home. But from my own experience of hiring mums as well in our workplace. You know, they love the escapism of, you know, I'm on kiddie duty now. Actually, I'm going to really thrive at work. And actually, mm. I see they're the most driven, most committed, most hardworking women, like you say, because they want to get the work done in the time. Yeah. They don't procrastinate because they got, haven't got all the time in the world. But they love their job. And yeah. I think what's important is you create a space where they can then love their job, mm. love their employees, they love, they feel supported and they're getting that balance because it's whether they're working 40 hours or 30 hours or whatever it is, you know, everybody's got to enjoy and feel like they've got, you know, the company has their back, 
you know, in those different yeah. situations. And yes, a kid might be up sick, but so could be your, you know, your mum and your dad. And we've all got mums and dads, right? Else we would be here. Yeah. <laughs> so whether it's grandparents you're looking after, or if it's you know mums you're looking after, we've all got responsibilities mm. of some kind, haven't we? Absolutely. Yeah, and just what you were saying about um, pr- that that urge of productivity, that sense of productivity. Like I feel that the hours that I give to work. They may not be quite as long as they were before, but they are so, they are jam-packed. Like, when I am at work, I am present. I do not procrastinate like I used to. Because if it's 3.30 on a Friday, and I know I've got to pull together this customer presentation for next week, you know, in a previous life, I might have messed around, done some emails, put it off for a little bit. But now I'm motivated to finish I want to go and pick up my baby this is the last thing between me and the weekend yeah. my family time I said I now I've learned this trick where you you literally set a timer so you can see this countdown in front of you yeah. I put it on my phone and I'll give myself an hour and I'll say I'm building that presentation in an hour and I'm done and yes it's 4 30 and I'm gonna go and get my baby because yeah. I'm done and that's about you know there's certain books out there around and it working practices and actually being very strict with your time is mm. a better way to be and having sufficient downtime whether it's you're doing sports or looking after kids or whatever your downtime is let's face it you don't always get time for the things that you used to do yeah you know you need that downtime and not be you know I'll, I'll be one to admit before I had kids I would get home have dinner and then start work again and then I'd you know be working because I was young I didn't have any other responsibilities you know running a business you've always got things that you need to yeah. do and there was no you know there wasn't that control of downtime whereas I thought the best thing for me of having kids was that I have to down sticks I actually physically can't work between six and eight thirty. You know, most evenings I get one or two off, let's face it. But that's your, you know, your time you put them to bed and yeah. you do everything. So it, it's you want to protect strength. that time. Yeah, it's best practice anyway, regardless of yeah. whether it's yes. <laughs> kids or not. Um, and I think picking up on some of the points about what difference it's made to you personally, some of these supportive initiatives. I was really inspired having chatted to you about um, you want to do more training and more learning. It's like you're not just coming in and doing a job and going, right, well, you know, the minimum effort is I'm going to just deliver what I need to do. You know, you've inspired me by saying, oh, I want to do an MBA. Like, I've always wanted to do an MBA. Like, I'm going to do an MBA. Um, you know, that's on my bucket list. But, you know, it's similar to the mums that go on our Supermums course. They're fully committed to getting these trailheads done like yeah. they go above and beyond what we set them to do in the course and I'm like wow and they continue to keep learning no not because anybody's telling them to but because they want to so do you you know do you get that support from Salesforce to kind of do training like what motivates you you know is it- absolutely um so well with Salesforce we have a free learning platform called Trailhead which you know obviously it gives you lots of um, trails based around Salesforce skills so if you want to get into that Salesforce ecosystem it's a great place to start there's also lots of soft skills um, that are covered with Trailhead as well so actually we talk about um, equality and unconscious bias and inclusive hiring um, as well as kind of presentation skills and things like that so I find having that tool is a really great place to start um, and obviously it's just free to access um, but then we are also encouraged to go and do other training and things that we can find as well so internally they put on training courses but also we can go and find external training courses and try and charge some of that back um, as well to invest in ourselves which um, so I'm currently looking at what I'm going to do um, 
I've, I have thought a lot about an MBA. I've, I've realized it's probably a bit much right now. Yeah. So I'm going to start with something a bit smaller. But I think um, I'm actually looking at following something that's um, very close to my heart, which is all about sustainability and starting to understand a bit more of the impact that that can have in business. Um, so I'm literally researching a course right now about that. Excellent. That's fantastic. Well, I, you know, I think it's you've got to be passionate about it and excited, haven't you, at the end of the day? Yeah. Um, so talk to us a little bit more around, um, talk to us a bit about some of the programmes, initiatives that you run in more detail. So I'd love to start with talking about the induction that you do. You know, what do you cover in an equality and diversity induction? You know, what is what is in that bread and butter? You know, if I was going to run it for my team, my company, can you give me some ideas of what I'd include? Um, and also then we can do a deep dive into the women's network and actually how that runs in practice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in our day one equality talk, we have some really great stories about how Salesforce has stood for equality. Um, so that's equal pay, equal rights. And actually, Mark Benioff released a book um, just last year um, called Trailblazer, where he goes into a lot more detail about some of these stories. And I just touch on them very, um, very high level in the initial day one um, talk, but I definitely recommend the Trailblazer book. It's a, it's a really good read if anybody wants to know a little bit more. Um, and then we also introduced the idea of equality groups and the power of coming to work and being your true authentic self and actually the power of allies. So we are aiming for a target of 50% of minority group representation in our company. So be that um, female, you know, ethnicity, um, so if we're aiming for 50%, it's about everybody else as well. So you may not be a woman, but you can be a part of the Women's Network because we are stronger together and the power of allies is so important. So what I'm asking people to do on day one is to find a, an employee resource group, an equality group um, that they are interested in and to get involved. That's my, my main call out, um, as well as the equality training on Trailhead. So they are asked to go and, and take some of these um, unconscious bias courses and things like that. They're there. So that's something that employees could go and do right now? Absolutely. It? Yeah. Just go search for Trailhead um, and you can go and have a look in there and you'll be able to find some of the equality courses. If somebody was joining the Women's Network, what would they experience? What, how would they benefit? How do you sell it to them? Yeah, so being part of the Women's Network, so you have access to um, obviously this great pool of, of people, um, this community, and but also we run like really cool things like we run lots of events um, and we try and bring people together in and give them extra value so that they can be better at their day jobs. Um, so what we do at the beginning of the year is we run some focus groups to really understand what our members would like to get out of being part of the Women's Network. Um, and we're currently actually in planning for what it is that we're going to look to do this year. But we have a couple of key events that have become um, a real regular on our calendar and get great attendance and, and really great engagement. So we're, we're definitely going to keep going with that next year. Um, so we have a quarterly breakfast club where we get a, a female leader from the business to come and talk openly and honestly about their career journey um, and just and have a discussion with, with people. We normally cap it about 40 to 50, so we try not to let it get too big. Um, we've actually got one coming up with our new female CEO of the UK, Jane Angadia, which... 
Um, I was so excited to go and hear her story because she's a real advocate for women in business as well. Um, so I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Um, but yeah, we find that those get really great attendance and, and it's a chance to then network and meet other people um, within the business. But also we just have something very simple, which is a monthly lean-in style circle. Um, where, where literally I just book a room and tell people to come along. Um, we have a, a quick vote on Chatter, which is our kind of internal social tool. Um, where, Do you have a chatter group? Yes, we have a chatter group and we, we post on there and we ask people to vote about the discussion topic that they'd be most interested in talking about. And we go with a couple of bits of information that maybe I've found um, searching on Twitter or Google or whatever, um, just to start the conversation and then just let it go. And 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 we allow the safe space for people just to have an open, um, transparent conversation, um, which so far is going, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's going really well. Brilliant. And are they modelled on like the Lean In book? Yes, yeah. yes, very much so. So we, um, as Salesforce headquarters, have taken the Lean In circle style and then they've kind of rebranded it to um the women's network circles um which is obviously a bit of a mouthful but yeah it's so it's exactly the same concept um and actually i've now engaged with um somebody from leanin.org to see how we can start to leverage some of their learnings um to build it out even more into this new year and so how does um, the Women's Network get sort of managed and coordinated? Because I understand that it's sort of a bit of a global operation, actually. Mm -hmm. So how, you know, what's your role in the UK? Is it more than you in the UK, I imagine? Like, how do you make it function? You know, again, sort of thinking about if, if a mum wants to set one up in their workplace, what should she think about in terms of coordinating these activities and making yeah. it so it's because it's volunteer activity right absolutely <laughs> yes your job and, being yes. and everything else exactly um yeah so as salesforce we really believe in volunteering it's an incredibly core part of our business and actually that's another session that that's covered on the day one we are all we give back as a business one percent of our time um so we are all targeted to do seven days volunteering a year and it's I love that that shift in mindset from oh I need to like try and fit volunteering in somewhere to actually no I'm I'm targeted to do it I'm rewarded to do it actually if I hit my seven days and go above I'm considered a rock star and you know I un unlock extra um, donation matching and things like that it's it's brilliant and equality group work counts as part of that so we are. Yes, it is alongside our day job, but we are incentivized to do it um, in that sense. So we started out very, you know, many years ago, very small, very organic. Um, and now we've built up to a place where we're much more structured. So we have a president, a vice president, um, and then we work in different work streams. Um, so the work streams then tackle different projects together um, and deliver those throughout the year. So, for example... I'm on the events work stream, um, so organising things like the circles and the breakfast clubs. Um, and also we might try um, certain training or things that, so for example, last year we did some amazing negotiation workshops, which we would then hand over those details to our enablement teams to say, we've tried this, it was amazing, 
we should look to bring this to other parts of the business. Mm-hmm. So kind of that place to test and learn yeah. um, additional research, additional um, things. But um, there's other work streams as well. So there's the philanthropy work stream and um, the policy work stream and um, volunteering work stream. So this is where, you know, they might work with charities or they'll be working with our employee success groups, which is our our name for HR, on how we can try and deliver these initiatives um, to support women better at work. So there's there's plenty of different areas that we can focus on and that we found we've grown to the point now where we have enough people who want to be involved involved um, that we can dedicate real time and resource to these different um, these different areas. So is that a bit of a feedback loop? So say for example you're having a good discussion in the leaning circles and maybe things are cropping up about, you know, you're still struggling like, you know, no workplace is perfect, right? And of course, more of course. we could do, I imagine. Mm. Um, that work stream does that report back up to management around, you know, how people are thinking or feeling or suggestions and ideas? Is it a bit of a yeah, so that's the that's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but also, we're very um, aware that the circles are a safe space. So it's only if people want it to be escalated from that that we do that. Um, otherwise, we you know we very much we we don't allow dial-ins to it. For example, it's just the people in the room and what is said in the room uh, stays in the room as such. Um, but yeah, the you know the idea is that you know people. From the policy work stream, for example, if they're hearing feedback that certain things aren't working, then they will go and try and drive that change um, within the business. Um, <clears throat> so it's really interesting to hear about the different work streams. So mm. you've got ones that look at policy and mm-hmm. how to support women in the workplace, I guess, in terms of initiatives. You've got those that are kind of supporting women practically through the groups and the events. So I think working with charities, is that sort of charities that are selected by the women's group? Do you vote on charities? That you yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll try and pick one each year. So, for example, currently we're aligned to HERA, um, which is a charity that works with women who have been perhaps they've been brought into the country via trafficking or they you know they've gone through something awful like that and we'll we'll organize you know perhaps fundraising will be based around that um and just try and and bring them into some of our events and give them a platform um to try and drive move their um to get awareness into their activities so it's a women supporting women concept women supporting women absolutely and it's interesting with the women's network and obviously if you were in a man's shoes you know why from their perspective do they have something similar or you know you said obviously it's inclusive like a man could come on to the women's network I guess um but, but then you've got limited spaces 40 50 you know which the companies say size of Salesforce that might not fit everybody in the room so how do you um do you get people who sort of challenge it a little bit or people quite accepting of it because there's reasons why so we don't um interestingly enough i was with a customer yesterday who they're actually um part of the construction industry so their um situation is 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 similar to us in that they were in a sector that where women were underrepresented um and they they're in the position where they're just two years into setting up their women's network and they find that it's still quite an informal um, community. But currently, the women don't necessarily want men to be included because they feel like it's their safe space. Um, the men feel like maybe it's not very fair that the women are getting extra training or access to things. Um, and there are some women as well who are like, I don't want to associate myself with that women's network because, you know, women being 
called out as a woman isn't necessarily a good thing. Mm. And it was it was really interesting hearing these challenges because I'm sure there are, there are plenty of companies who who would still fall into that kind of old school way of thinking. Mm. Whereas actually we've here we've evolved to the point now where we realize we are stronger together. Mm. So it is about the power of allies. It is about the power of men, you know, are always welcome and are always invited to the things that we do. Because actually, if you understand what it's like to live a day in our shoes, then you'll be able to call it out and act and support us in other areas of, of the business. So, you know, if you're in a meeting and you hear something, you think, actually, that's, you know, Julie's really going to struggle with that because this doesn't work with, you know, flexible working. Then you're in a position that you can put your hand up and say something about mm-hmm. it and, and have each other's backs. And I think that the, the, the position that women's networks need to get to is that place where we are inclusive um, and we support each other and it's the power of allies yeah no it's really interesting and I think you know there's looking at where there's common ground and common cause I mean you know some of the reasons you know being mums and women we say oh we need that support because we've been off work for six months now obviously we share paternity which feels like an increasing um popular uptake for men to do it's like well they could be off work for six months so they're going to go through the same kind of you know a, uh, fear of public speaking when they get back like you know it's the you know there will be some common there will be common um challenges to going back to work if the woman and the man is both off for six months for example on a share potentially so I guess it's kind of you know there will be employers and individuals out there saying well you know goes back to that business case really it's you know there are quite a few reasons why a woman's network there particularly in sectors where this view of you you know it's that peer support that empowerment support to move to the high levels because with gender equality also and it'd be really interesting to you know for people to look at the stats on the Salesforce website but looking at similar companies mm-hmm. you know you tend to get more equal balance in the lower level jobs but not with the higher ones and I think there's that perception so yeah one of the key one of the key areas for development is 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 getting more women into the sector. And I think, yeah, you're getting more women in at the lower levels, but there is a fear, and I think, again, a perception for mums also, that being a leader, you know, or somebody in a more senior role isn't possible for a mum. Like, there's going to be too much demand. And I think what's really interesting about your story and the Women's Network and having the stories like the CEO coming to speak at those events and other senior leaders is for them to share their honesty, let's Mm. face it, but also the reality of, could I be in a more senior, higher paid position and it still be okay? Am I still supported to have that flexibility? Um, You know, is there more of an onus on me that it isn't possible? You know, and I think people are scared to kind of, aspire to higher level positions as a woman as a mum because you think it's going to take too much out of your life and you can't juggle everything and I think that's what what the next agenda is yeah I think it's more about yes we're getting more mums returning but what people are saying to me quite often is like oh yeah we've got some junior level roles and I'm like well hey our mums have got all these years experience yeah yeah. we don't want them just going into a junior level role like they can easily go into another level role because of what they've done before whether it's a director or a manager or whatever it is Um, and I think that's what we need to tackle and so I think there's always going to be a role it feels like there's always going to be a role for women's network but it's understanding that that the reason for that being is going to be shaped over time as we go through and um, you know exploring that absolutely and I think shared parental leave will will start to open this up as well because you know I I 
went through shared parental leave. Um, my partner took three months off over the summer to enable me to come back to work and just focus on work and not have to worry about nursery drop-offs and not have to worry about the baby getting sick. I could just focus on coming back to work, which was so, so valuable. Um, and actually, he, you know, him taking that time out, he didn't necessarily have that support coming back to, oh, um, you know, work on his public speaking again or whatever. And maybe, maybe he didn't need it. Um in the same in the same way as I did but absolutely I think with things like shared parental leave it will it will change um, because it won't be all on us you know it's it's so important to have an equal partner in the home I, I remember reading the Cheryl Sandberg book all those years ago when it came out about lean in and having that equal partner and that is what I always hoped for when I had a family and I have to say it makes my life so much easier because the days that I am in London, I can work on the train, I can be productive, um, I can get it done, I can come here and do things like this with you and give time to the Women's Network because I know that I have an equal partner at home as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I've found that equally that you know we work as an equal mm. team. You know, we both run our own businesses and balance everything. Absolutely, it's all about balance, and I think the more we can move towards that, and the more we can involve men and women in those conversations and work towards everything, um, yeah, be fantastic. So it's been really, really interesting talking about everything today. And Thank you so much. Doing. Thank you for being on the show, um, and hopefully to all the listeners, um, you've got some great tips and ideas about how you can perhaps develop initiatives in your own workplace and take them forward. So thank you very much for joining. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then um, we'll see you all soon on the next podcast show. Take care, everyone. Bye. Cheers. Bye.